You are listening to Haftarah, Rav Ashir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is a triple Parsha between Bayakel, Pekude, and Parsha Sachodesh. And in the most recent Haftarah Shir, we discussed the different Haftaras for Vayakel and Pekude. So for this year, we're going to look at this week's actual Haftarah, the unique Haftarah for Parsha Sachodesh, which of course corresponds to the Maftir of HaChodesh HaZelachem from Parsha's bow, which is always read on the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Nisan, or the Shabbos Mevarchim for Chodesh Nisan. And this, of course, is the fourth and final of the Dal Parshios, a very interesting series in its own right. And if you would like to better understand the Dal Parshios in and of themselves and the, the series as a whole, so we discussed this, and you can find this year and back in the archives on the database where we had a special Parsha Panorama series devoted just to explaining the Dalad Parshios. And we'll perhaps rehash a little bit of the ideas here, but of course we're going to be doing that through the lenses of the Haftarah this week, which comes to us from Sefer Yechezkel, Parak Memhei, Pasuk Yerches, 4518, going all the way to Memvav, Tesvav, 4615. According to the Ashkenazic tradition, the Svartic tradition of the Haftarah is the same piece of Navi minus a couple of the Psukim. So for our purposes, we'll focus on the Ashkenazic Haftarah, which uh, covers more. Um, and this would be the second Haftarah from the Dal Parshios to be taken from Yechezkel. The first one we had was Para. Right? Shkalim came from Malachim, Zachor came from Shmuel, and now for Para and for for HaChodesh, we are looking at a Haftarah from Yechezkel. Um, para was taken from Perak Lamedvav, 36 of Yechezkel. We are now further along in Sefer Yechezkel, close to the end of the Sefer with Perak Memhei. And what that already perhaps tells us a little bit is that maybe this is somewhat of a continuation of the conversation from the previous Haftarah. Now, obviously, it's several Prakim later, but we can sort of view it as... as a sequel of sorts, um, which will will be connecting it to last week's Haftarah Shir, because I believe the points that we will be making are relevant. Um, so we will discuss all of that and more after I first dedicate this Shir. And let's talk about the Haftarah for Parshas HaChodesh. So one thing that I think is worth our asking is... What, in fact, is HaChodesh about? And at first glance, the thing that comes to your mind, perhaps, is the concept of Rosh Chodesh. And not just Rosh Chodesh, but the very first Rosh Chodesh that was ever observed by, by Klal Yisrael. Right? That is what the opening Pasuk of Parsha HaChodesh is about. The name of Parsha HaChodesh is about the month. Right? And the Pasuk says, HaChodesh HaZalachem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Moshe Benu and says that this month is going to be for you and all of Klal Yisrael, the very first of months. And many Mepharshim talk about the significance of that. But if you look at the entirety of Parsha HaChodesh, most of it does not really speak much about Rosh Chodesh at all. And most of it speaks about Pesach, which is really its relevance to this time of year, right? Because it's almost Pesach right now. We are less than 30 days away from Pesach. It's, uh, it's almost Rosh Chodesh Nisan, at which point it'll be 15 days until Pesach, less certainly before we start doing all the preparations. And all of Parshas HaChodesh, minus the first Pasuk, is talking about Hilchos Pesach. 
the original Pesach and Mitzrayim, and several of the laws that are still relevant um, today, and of course some that we hope will be relevant soon with the coming of Mashiach, Meher Minimum, we'll have the base of Migdash to actually be able to offer the carbon Pesach again. But that's really the actual relevance of the Haftarah, isn't it? Or I should say of the Parsha. So when we consider the Haftarah, which we'll look at shortly, I think we should reasonably, reasonably be allowed to ponder the question of what is the real emphasis of HaChodesh? And what I mean is, is it really about the Chodesh? Is it about Nisan? Is it about Rosh Chodesh? Or is it really about Pesach? And if it's really about Pesach, then why does the Parsha get named after HaChodesh? And you'll say, oh, well, that's because that's just the first Pasuk. But why is that the first Pasuk? Why is it that we have the umbrella of all Hilchus Pesach um, being under HaChodesh HaZalachem? Or maybe the Parsha could have been named and the Parsha could have begun with something about, hey, here are the laws of Hilchus Karban Pesach, and this is what Pesach is all about. Makas Bechoros, etc. And we could talk all about the story. How significant of a factor in the story is HaChodesh HaZalachem? Because right, if the emphasis is about Rosh Chodesh, so I will tell you that when Shabbos falls out on a Rosh Chodesh, there's, there's a different Haftarah that we read from Sefer Yeshayahu. And if that's the case, we have to maybe consider if Rosh Chodesh is relevant to Parshas HaChodesh, at being the very first Rosh Chodesh after all, so then what would be the difference in emphasis between the Haftarah of Parshas HaChodesh and the Haftarah of Shabbos Rosh Chodesh? Now, we can't fully answer that question today simply because we're not focusing on the Haftarah for Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. And Bezras Hashem, next time it comes up, we will devote some time to it. Um, just like we did for the Dal Parshas, we, did, uh, we, we do Haftarah Shirim on the actual Parsha Shavuah, and then we do it on the special Haftarah that's going to be read in Shul that week. So when that comes up, we'll eventually revisit that question. But what actually is... Parsha Sachodesh about. And when we see it through the lenses of our Haftarah, we have to ask what, in fact, from the Haftarah can we tell is the Parsha really about? And then we have to go back and answer our other question of why is Rosh Chodesh relevant to any of this? And let's, let's, let's take a look at what the actual Haftarah discusses. Because if you're starting from Memhei, in Yechezkel. So we find descriptions of different carbonos that are going to be brought sometime in the future. Right? The, the, it starts from Kolham Kolhamar, it's Yihyu al Trima, Zosla, Nasi Bistral. This is that all of the Amharats, which you know, now is not such a nice term, but here it's just talking about the people of the land, they will be towards the truma, this truma for the Nasi of Israel. Sounds like all of Klanishel is going to be incumbent upon them to offer money to this truma. And what's going to happen when they do so? They are going to pay towards the truma for the Nasi. What exactly is the Nasi doing? The Nasi is bringing Karbonos. That's what the Haftar discusses, the Karbonos of the Nasi. Alright, um, so... Why are we discussing this? 
Like, what, what, what is the relevance of the carbon of the Nasi? It is a little bit strange. It's a little bit out of left field. And then where's the, where, where's the theme of Rosh Chodesh? So if you just keep going in the Pesukim, you go to the very next Pesuk. So, And through the Nasi will be brought all of the Olos, the burnt offerings, the meal offerings, and the wine libations. It'll be on the holidays, on the Rosh Chodesh, on Shabbosos, all of the Moadei Beis Hashem, which is really nice because it works out perfectly because right here around Rosh Chodesh Nisan, where we are looking ahead towards a Rosh Chodesh. We are looking ahead towards, obviously, several Shabbosos, but of course we're looking forward towards the Chagim. Pesach is the very first of the Chagim. A great time to review all of those things. And how much does this help resolve our question of what is HaChodesh really about? Is it about Rosh Chodesh? Is it about Pesach? If it's about Pesach, why do we talk about Rosh Chodesh? But guess what? Both the Chagim and Rosh Chodesh get a shadow in our Haftarah. Okay? So it sounds like it's still very vague. It sounds like there's still a lot of overlap, still very... Um, the, 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 the lines are still a little bit blurred. And maybe the blurring of the lines tells us that really the theme is all one theme. But okay, but let's keep going. Then, um, in Pasuk Yerches, the Navi continues, Hashem Ooh, on the very first of the first month, meaning the first of Nisan, Tikach par ben bakar tzimim v'chitesas amikdash talks about inaugurating the mikdash. This is going to be a story from the future, like we find often in Yechezka. Yechezka brings his visions from the future, from Messianic times. And he says in Pasuk Yitzas, V'lakach ha'kwen midam ha'chatas v'nasan el mezuzas ha'bayas. They're going to take from the blood of the chatas and they're going to place it on the mezuzah of what sounds like the bias, the, the structure, the building, the base on mikdash. It's going to go on the four corners of the Azara towards the Mizbeach. And on the Mezuzah, another familiar word, on the gate of the courtyard, the inner courtyard. So what does this remind us of? And this does sound a lot like the original Pesach, where in Parshas HaChodesh, the actual Parsha that we lay in, in the middle of Parshas Bo, Parakid Beis, the whole discussion about the Agudas Ezov and the blood which is going to be put on the mezuzos of the, all the houses. The sign that we are members of Klai Yisrael Hashem's team and that we are devoting ourselves, dedicating ourselves wholly to his service and not to the service of Egyptian deities. Here it's with a par, it's with a cow, it's with a karbon, but the blood is going all over the place, almost like a later day messianic karbon Pesach, albeit on a different animal. Okay. So we got a little bit. Of, we got we got some sprinkles of Rosh Chodesh. We got some sprinkles of Yom Tov. A little bit of uh, of the original Pesach in here, happening exactly at Echad Nisan, Aleph Nisan. And then Navi continues. We'll just skip to Pasuk Aleph. Barishon Barbas are Yom Lachodesh. And then in the first month, on the fourteenth of the month, Yihi Elochem HaPasach. It's going to be Pesach time. Chag Shavuos Yom Matzah and it'll be a holiday for a seven for a seven day uh, period for a week. Matzah Seachel, they're going to eat matzah. Great. So it sounds a lot like Pesach. It sounds a lot like our very own Parsha Sachodesh. So if the question is, 
um, what would be the connection? The connection really can't be more perfect. We have the, all the flavors, all the elements that we find in our Parshas HaChodesh, from Rosh Chodesh itself, from blood being put on the doorways in the mezuzos, from the actual reference to Pesach itself. What else could you look for in a Haftarah? But we still have to answer, then, is what really is HaChodesh about? Right, why are we talking about this? Why, why do we include the piece about the Nasi? And lest you think that the reference to the Nasi and his special carbonos is an extra point, lest you think it's, it's, a, it's a coincidence, the, uh, the Haftarah continues to make reference to this, uh, to this Nasi. Because as the Haftarah goes over to Perak Mem Vavaviches, Galpazag Aleph, Komar Hashem Elokim, Shar Hachatzer Panimus, he says that the gate of the inner courtyard, which is facing the east, it's going to be locked during the six days, and on the seventh day on Shabbos, it's going to be open, and also on Rosh Chodesh, going back to that HaChodesh theme, it's going to be opened. And then what happens in Pasuk Beis? And uh, the Nasi is going to come, the, the Nasi, the Prince of Klal Yisrael, he's going to enter, Derech Ulam towards the Ulam, which is uh, the large uh, hall, Hashar of the gate, Michutz from outside, Ve'amar al Mezuzas, Hashar, he's going to stand by the Mezuzah, another reference to that doorpost, Hashar of the gate, Vaso Kohanim Esolaso, and the Kohanim are going to bring his Ola, the Eshlamav, and his peace offerings, Vishtachaval Miftan Hashar, Vyatzav, Hashar Loisagir Arav. He's going to go out through the gate, it's not going to be closed until the evening time. So again, why are we placing so much emphasis on what uh, what the process was for the Nasi? And yet, in Pasuk Dalad, the Navi continues to elaborate on the special carbonos of the Nasi. So the question, once again, is why, why are we focusing on this? And I think the main point for us, I think the, the most telling point, is when the Navi describes... Specifically, how the Nasi not only enters but how he exits. Now this, this I think, is the significant point for us. Pasakhas uvavoha Nasi darchulam hashar yavo uvedarko yetsei. He says that the Nasi, for him, he enters by the way of the hall of the gate, and by the same way he leaves. That's the Nasi's role. But look at the contrast in pasuk test to the rest of Klal when Klal goes in for the Moadim, like Pesach, for example, they go towards the the Shar Tzafon. They go towards the north, and where they leave, Derech Shar Negev. They leave by they leave by the south. However, if they entered in the other direction, if they came in through the south, they go out through the north, says the Navi, just in case you didn't pick up. They, they do not go back through the gate that they came. But they go to the adjacent gate. Why? So the idea, I believe, the answer to this question, it has to do with perhaps on some level Mora of the Mikdash, having reverence for the Mikdash, and not creating too much of a familiarity, a comfort with the Mikdash. You go in one way, you don't go back out the same way, but you keep going and you go towards the next door. But I think the other answer has to do with what we spoke about last week. 
when we were doing the Haftarah for Parshas Para, we spoke about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu describes in his purification of Klal Yisrael, we said he's going to grant Klal Yisrael a Lev Chadash. I didn't necessarily say a Lev Tahor, but a Lev Chadash. A new heart. And this concept of his Chadshus, which follows Parshas Para, which we alluded to last week already, I think is the point. The point being that Pesach in and of itself um, can't actually stand alone. It relies on the introduction of HaChodesh HaZelachem. We started off by asking, what is HaChodesh about? Is it about the Chodesh? Is it about Nisan? Or is it really about the Pesach that's to follow 14 days later? And if it's really about Pesach, why do we put so much emphasis on the HaChodesh HaZelachem? And the answer is that Rosh Chodesh is really more significant than we perhaps thought. This also will perhaps answer another question, a very strange question that we've addressed also in Parsha Panorama for Parsha Zachodesh, namely the strange Hava Amina that we find in the Haggadah of Yachol Me Rosh Chodesh. I might have thought that from Rosh Chodesh Nisan we would begin doing the mitzvah of Sipur Yisias Mitzrayim and that you could fulfill the mitzvah at that point. And we say no, it's, that's not the case, right? The Maskana, the resolution of the Haggadah is that no, that we only fulfill the mitzvah of telling the story on Pesach night itself. Obviously, nothing lost in telling the story earlier, but you would have thought to start on Rosh Chodesh. And since when? Since when would we have thought to start on Rosh Chodesh? Unless Rosh Chodesh was very significant. Unless Rosh Chodesh really was the first step of the Geula. Unless Rosh Chodesh in and of itself was part of the Geula. Because why, in fact, is Rosh Chodesh so integral to what follows with Nisan? And the answer is that the Pesach that follows 14 days later is literally doing that. It is following. I guess that may, maybe the word is figurative. I'm not even sure. Because uh, does, does the day follow? Does it actually walk and go anywhere? That I'm not sure. But the day is figuratively riding off the coattails of Rosh Chodesh. Because... That first Rosh Chodesh, right? Chodesh Hazelachem. This Chodesh is for you. That Chodesh was what enabled a Pesach to actually occur. Geula, the transcendence from being where you are now, relies on that spark that informs you that, in fact, you're able to make that transcendence, that you are able to transcend. And HaChodesh HaZelachem was the shattering of that glass ceiling, the glass ceiling of Gullus that says that we are indefinitely going to remain here. HaChodesh HaZelachem comes along and says, no, actually, it's Lachem, it's within your control. You are able to start over. You can begin a completely new process, completely change a trajectory from wherever it was up until this point, change the status quo, and do something completely different. You can make a complete about-face to the gullus that you are in, and you can go in the trajectory of Geula. You can have a Pesach, a Pesach which says that Hashem is going to pass over you, to jump over you, because for some reason you chose to do something different. You chose to be different than the Egyptians surrounding you. Where does that come from? That comes from HaChodesh, that ability 
comes from HaChodesh. What is the power? What is the significance of HaChodesh? HaChodesh is, in essence, the lesson of Hischadshus, of being able to be renewed. That Lev Chadash that we spoke about last week. The beginning of purity comes from the ability to see yourself not in your impure state, but to see yourself as rising above it. And in the case of the 49th level of Tumah that Klaistral was on, and they required to ascend from that, to transcend it, and to be able to be pure to serve Hashem. And just like we have to be pure to be able to partake and participate in Karban Pesach, so in that same vein, HaChodesh enables us to be able to have a Pesach. Without HaChodesh, there is no Pesach. Without Echad B'Nisan, without Aleph of Nisan, there is no 14th of Nisan. There is no Nisan. There is no, there is no year. There is no, there is no calendar. There is no starting point. We are only at the point of no return until something tells us, hey, let's go in the opposite direction, where it's not a dead end, but it's a new opportunity. It's a new beginning. I might have thought that the story begins on Rosh Chodesh, because that's really where the Geula began. We wouldn't have the Geula without it. Without Kesh Baruch Hu coming down and saying, Hey Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm giving you a 14-day warning that the Geula is coming. You now have 14 days to turn things around. Starting from right now. You really have right now Rosh Chodesh to go in the opposite direction of where you guys are going. And that is going to be the direction towards that, that future, that hope, that destiny, that Geula. But it requires that when you enter the doorways of inspiration... When you enter the base of Migdash for the Karbanos, so the Hamonam is only going to survive if they are going to enter one door and go out a different door. Don't go back in the same door. Don't you dare put yourself in a position where you will be turning back and going backwards, regressing, failing to create newness, to create renewal in spiritual levels and spiritual experience to put yourself back on the flat line trajectory of going nowhere. You can't go back and do things the way you've been doing it until now. What is the whole point of Pesach? If not just the time of Zman Cheresenu, where we are liberated from perhaps any suffering that we're going through, but beyond that, liberated from our past, liberated from the status quo that we've had up until now, and being given the opportunity to start the whole year all over again. Because, wait, I thought the new year begins on Rosh Hashanah. Nope, comes along Nisan, HaChodesh HaZelechem, this is your opportunity. We get to start Yomim Tovim in the middle of the school year, start the entire cycle all over again. Because, why not? Why is now um, any worse of an opportunity than any other time of the year. Any moment that you commit yourself to going in an opposite direction, HaChodesh is Avachem, that HaChodesh is yours for the taking. The ability to renew, to make a different decision, not just to do what you are wont to do, not just to do what your instinct um, will tell you against your better judgment. It's no wonder why we find in this Torah the significance of the Pesach of the future. Pesach is the time that we are reminded that we can do things differently, that we can have a geula 
growth-oriented mindset where I'm doing things on a new level. And that stems from that, that, that concept of his chadshos, the ability to say that today is going to be different than yesterday. I'm going to exit a different door than the door that I entered. I came in from the door of Golos, and I'm going to leave through the door of Geula. Hashata hacha, here I'm now, but tomorrow I'm going to be somewhere else. Today I'm an Evid, but tomorrow I'm going to be a Ben Chorin. Free to do what? Free to latch on to newer levels of Avodah Hashem, newer levels of spiritual experience. But the entire universe is your oyster at that time, because you are now capable of going beyond all limitations that you've ever had before. Because I believe this to be the significance of Parsha Sachodesh, certainly as is reflected in the Haftarah. And we should be Zoha now at the end of the Dalad Parshios to take the lessons that we've learned from Shkalim, which we referenced is the paying of the restitution for our Chiyuvim, Zachor to obliterate the Eight Sahara, Para to be Matahar ourselves now, Hachodesh, to start all over again. And to restart the cycle of the holidays of the Chagim, the Moadim, the Yomim Tovim, but this time doing it a little bit better than we did it last time. We should be Zochah to sing the Shir Chadash, the song of Geula, with the final Geula, Bimhera Biyaminu. And although you might think that this particular mini-series of special Haftaras is over, well, you've seen nothing yet because we have in a couple of weeks from now Shabbos HaGadol, which also has its unique Haftarah. So we'll have to stay tuned for more about that. But if you enjoy, share them like this and others on the podcast and you want to partner with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group where I have the links for every uploaded Shear and where I post old Shearm from the archives that I want to stream now because they're relevant to Inyana Diomi or to the Parsha Shavua. All you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com, thedatabase, B-E-I-S at gmail.com, for any of the above. But until next time, have an absolutely wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at The Database.